is the Youth Worker Collective podcast from Young People's Ministries. You don't have to be in ministry alone with resources, coaching, games, and more at umcyoungpeople.com. My name is Chris Wilterdink, and I'm the director of Young People's Ministries for Discipleship Ministries. And normally I get to host this with a couple of other really awesome people, um, but both of them have annual conference meetings uh, over the course of this weekend. So um, I get to do it by myself. And that means I won't be nearly as uh, funny or insightful or, uh, well, really maybe even long-winded as I normally am. So I'm just going to jump right into uh, the second part of our discussion about keeping volunteers for uh, your youth ministry. And this comes from one of our eBooks, The Crash Courses in Youth Ministry. And I'll make sure to put the uh, link to be able to download those for free below our live stream on Facebook. Um, And it's a a 10 session series, all related to the uh, basic knowledge that somebody who is serving a United Methodist Church in youth ministry would need to have in their back back pocket. And our entire month of October has been about uh, volunteers, We spent the first two weeks talking about recruiting volunteers. We started last week with how to keep the volunteers that you've got so that you have to do less recruiting in the first place. And then uh, today we're going to talk about just five really simple training tips, as well as uh, the importance of being able to show appreciation for those people who are volunteering in your youth ministry. Uh, So first things first. Um, you need to be able to do training with those people who are volunteering to serve your church, right? Um, Often, the only training that we end up doing are those that are required, uh, like abuse prevention or risk reduction trainings, like safe sanctuaries training and that kind of a thing. Uh, You might offer some kind of onboard or orientation for when a volunteer starts. Um, But if that's all you offer, you're really missing out on a really, really cool opportunity to uh, help that volunteer feel more equipped and prepared for the ministry that you are asking them to be a stakeholder in, to be a load-bearing member of. Um, And again, uh, I'll go through this list fairly quickly. The internet speed here at uh, Jumonville Camp is um, pretty good. It just depends on how many people are using the internet all at the same time. Um, So I'll try to be quick. All right. Um, Five big time training tips for your volunteers in youth ministry. Uh, Number one, ask yourself if they are having contact with students. If they are having contact with students, like direct in-person contact with the youth who are a part of your ministry, um, that is the uh, line where you need to absolutely do minimal safe sanctuaries training. Like that's the basic, right? Um, You need to do abuse prevention and risk reduction training with them. But it's also going to help you determine whether or not uh, you want to help introduce them to different aspects of youth culture or um, how to avoid common pitfalls for uh, other adults who are seeking to communicate with students or build relationships with students. Um, And um, depending on the amount of in-person contact that a volunteer has with students, it's really going to help you identify the level of training that you should bring that volunteer along into. Second tip for training uh, and keeping existing volunteers is help them understand the why of their role in ministry. Um, I'm a big proponent of people will be able to find the time and have the energy for things where they feel valued. Um, I like spending my time in places where um, I am building value for other people um, and in turn end up feeling valued myself. And so an important way to help uh, a youth volunteer understand what their value is to their ministry is 
help them look at the context of their volunteer work um, in the scope of the larger picture of the church. Um, so big picture stuff would be like, listen, if we're being good stewards of the space that is given to us by the church, taking care of that space means that we can use the church, uh, we can help the church spend less on the physical upkeep of the space that we use for youth ministry activities, uh, replacing things that happen to get broken and, and be able to allow more funds and more energy to go towards outreach ministries and that kind of stuff. So if you're talking to somebody who is, you know, helping clean up after a youth meal or something like that, um, it is one thing to be able to talk about, you know, why we do this is so that we've got a, a safe and healthy space for students to be able to fellowship and learn about God uh, during their time with each other. Uh, but larger picture, you can also talk about the way that that improves the overall health of the church. Number three, um, do trainings on how your volunteers are going to know when they have experienced success. Um, this is one of our favorites in the book, and it's also one of the least used training opportunities that you have. Um, often youth ministry goals can feel kind of gray and fuzzy. Uh, the, the fancy word for that would be subjective, uh, as opposed to being something that's like really objective and measurable, right? Um, when something is subjective or gray and fuzzy, it can make it difficult for people to know whether or not what they're doing um, is them being successful in the role, or even if they're doing what you want them to do. Um, so it might take a little bit of time um, and some curriculum um, that can be useful as well, but um, helping your youth leaders be able to recognize what success looks like uh, in terms of their, their role and their uh, goals in ministry um, is a big deal. Um, the simplest way to go about that might be if you're talk, sitting down to talk with Sunday school leaders, you might be able to say something like, okay, so, so listen, the, the goal of our you know, Sunday school groups or our Sunday school ministry is not necessarily to cover all the curriculum. Uh, if we've got a lesson plan that says it's 50 minutes and we eat up all 50 because we got to answer every question in that thing, that's not the central goal. Actually, the central goal of our uh, Sunday school time is to have spiritual conversations and to develop relationships that help students connect. And if you don't end up getting through the end of the resources that we've given you for that conversation, but you've got a great conversation going and you've grown closer as a group, you're really doing the exact right thing. So help give them language about expectations and know when they are succeeding. Uh, number four, uh, make sure that you're doing trainings so that uh, they have what they need to be able to do their job. Um, we all know that there's volunteers that have something like, um, well, the need for an easy button per se. Um, you can always recruit somebody who's gonna help uh, grill out for a big uh, church gathering. Uh, but if you haven't trained them on where the uh, church's grills are, how to get into the kitchen uh, with the freezer or the fridge or how to do cleaning practices afterwards, um, you're gonna find that your volunteer doesn't do what you expect them to do because you haven't trained them and, and given them all the background information for what they need to be successful in that job. So um, when you're going through creating detailed notes and point of view for somebody doing the, their job for the first time, uh, you might notice a thing or two that you just know, but somebody doing it for the first time might not recognize. So take the time to do that background training and set people up for success. That's number four. Number five, uh, make sure that you train your people ahead of time and then recap them on the first day. Um, helping, helping keep a volunteer uh, means that you set them up for success by helping them be trained and prepared for the first time that they're going to serve in their volunteer role. Uh, and then afterwards, you know, part of training really is building that relationship as well. And so 
take time to be able to recap and visit with them about their experiences on their first day. What went well? What wasn't so great? What are questions that you have now that you've gone through that uh, experience one time? Uh, And then use that to build future trainings as your volunteer team continues to um, grow and hang out for a long, long time. Finally, the last little bit that I want to talk about for our youth worker recharge today, um, you know, honestly has to do with the idea of being able to show appreciation for your volunteers. Um, And this is one that I know can be difficult because life does get, you know, it it gets busy. And sometimes it's very easy to forget to say thanks uh, or to express appreciation. But in my years of youth ministry leadership, if there is one thing that helps retain people more than anything else, uh, it is a volunteer's ability to have someone else recognize the work that they're doing. And so taking time to be able to show appreciation for them. Uh, There's a couple of examples that we put in our ebook on keeping volunteers. um, And I'll just uh, hammer those out real quick because I think they're pretty great. First off, uh, if your youth ministry has a tradition of doing car washes, uh, which we talked about a lot on fundraising stuff, um, whether that's a successful fundraiser or not, um, you know, while you're having like a regular volunteer training or even while you're having one of your regular ministry activities, you could get the kids together um, and get all the supplies for doing a car wash and go ahead and send uh, the kids outside to surprise those volunteer leaders with a freshly cleaned car uh, at the end of your training meeting or at the end of your Sunday school or Sunday night or Wednesday night activities. Um, You could uh, enhance this even more by making sure that the cars get, you know, washed and dried and are looking really, really good. And then after the cars are dry, you can also have those youth write uh, notes and leave them on the windshield. Not, I'm not, and I'm not talking like leave a bunch of sticky notes all over a car because that gets kind of pranky. Uh, but maybe one or two thank you notes about uh, how thankful those youth are for the volunteers' time. Uh, another great way to show some appreciation is to do a bouquet of cards. Uh, and this one's a, a really easy and very inexpensive thing to be able to bring to uh, a sick volunteer or student or somebody that uh, has had to miss uh, maybe some of their regular job uh, or their regular opportunities to serve. Um, and instead of buying like a bunch of flowers that you know, will be good for three days and set off somebody's allergies and then you have to put them in the trash anyway, um, go ahead and uh, go into the like, like if your church has a copier or go to a local uh, copy place, uh, grab some very colorful paper, uh, like the ones that our best friends in children's ministries often use, and cut them into postcard sizes. Uh, and then uh, you can go down to like a grocery store and grab some of the plastic card holder things that they have in the floral section. And you can invite youth during a youth gathering to be able to write personal thank you notes to that volunteer who's had to miss because they've had other things coming up, arrange them into a bouquet, and then you can take that uh, and deliver it to the person's house or um, find a great place to be able to bring that to them. And then finally, uh, this last one has uh, cards at the heart of it as well. Um, And it's the ability to create a, a card tree. Uh, And this one is actually a pretty fun one. Uh, But at Christmas time, uh, or even in July, if you live somewhere where they start decorating for Christmas super duper early, uh, you could put out a Christmas tree and ask parents and youth to write notes thanking volunteers for the work that they do with the kids. Uh, 
Um, give them some guidance that, you know, you don't want like specific um, examples or specific names on the cards because uh, you want to be able to keep the distribution of those cards fair. Um, but, you know, just like you would set up a, a gift tree at Christmas where people take a tag off, go and get a gift for somebody. Um, you take a person's name off the tree, write them a specific thank you note, and then um, you can collect those back and distribute them to your volunteer team. Um, that way, um, you have specific feedback from youth uh, and families who that volunteer has been a, a meaningful part of their life being able to say thanks. And that's bigger than you just being able to say thank you as well. Um, if you happen to have a, a youth budget or are addicted to coffee or any other kind of beverages, uh, you could also, once you're uh, delivering those cards that you've gotten back from people, those thank you cards, uh, you might be able to even take somebody out to a, a coffee shop and and buy them a, a drink and sit and listen to their stories as a way to give an extra thank you on top of the uh, notes that you're getting from folks as well. Uh, those are just a couple of the really, really great ideas that come out of the crash courses in youth ministry. Um, this one was the second of our um, pieces on keeping volunteers. Feel free to visit umcyoungpeople.org to check out all of the free resources that we offer to help you support and challenge your church in better discipling young people. Thanks for hanging out with me today.